Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now the following is a fourth hand production Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? No, faux show. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to get crazy. This is a weird one. I mean, most of them are weird. That's the idea. What are you drinking? I, my good man, have my handy-dandy fist of peach Jim Beam. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Got my big uh, ice sphere floating in it. Some would call that a ball. Others would say it's flat. Ice ball... <laughs> <laughs> that's what they need to do don't they ha- I wonder if they have any of those flat earthers have any flat cubes flat cubes flat cubes flat ice flat <laughs> earth ice maker yeah sure flat uh, flat earth ice mold wow this is uh, how the episode's gonna go we're gonna have to just concentrate real hard look I'm not even gonna bash flat earthers cause I'm almost on their side bro oof Almost. I'm pretty damn close. There's flat earthers all around the world. Is that a pun? <laughs> Is that a joke? A little bit. Just a little bit. What are you drinking, my good man? Well, I'm having my handy dandy dogfish head 60 minute IPA. Mm-hmm. One of these days we'll try that 120. Well, we need people to start giving us some money on Patreon. And then we'll try that 120. Patreon.com slash bring on the weird. Couple bucks. Yeah. Get you episodes without ads. And get you uh, the Monday episode early. Oh, yeah. This episode, you could have been listening to tomorrow. Or yesterday, I mean. I love time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to do that thing yesterday. I know. You remember what we did last week? <laughs> Next week? Damn it, I'm screwing this up. <laughs> I can't wait to cut all this stuff out. <laughs> Nobody cuts this. This is the good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, we're kind of, I guess, picking up from last week's stuff with the dumbs, the deep underground military bases. And we're diving right into a dumb that is, it's not out of this world. It's into this world. Oh, yeah. In this world, buddy. And it is strange. I don't even, yeah. do we, are we going to start at the surface? Are we going to talk about how this place was discovered? Are we going to go down to that level where his yet-to-be-named self ended up there? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you have on that, on the beginning parts of it? Of where he discovered, I think, didn't he pop into, like, level three or something? Well, 
when he was doing all his fun stuff? Yeah, I guess we'll get into it. So, I guess we'll just say we're talking about Phil Schneider. And uh, he was a geologist and an engineer for the government. And he was part of the Groom Lake crew. There's over 18,000 workers. And uh, Phil Schneider, he carried a level one security clearance. Level one. I looked up level one security clearance. Like, what is that? Is it is it good? Is it like, what is it? So a level one security clearance is non-sensitive. So basically he's, he, he probably had the same clearance as a, a janitor. <laughs> nice. Okay. He had a level one security clearance. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, uh, well, how did I forget his name? The guy from S4. The guy who was saying aliens exist at Area 51. Bob Lazar. Yeah. They made it, made it seem like he was a nothing, too. It seemed like he knew quite a bit about quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Schneider spent 17 years in black budget operations. Uh, for people who don't know, the black budget is part of the nation's budget allocated for classified or other sec- uh, secret p- projects. So he spent 17 years doing that stuff. Secret projects. It could be as simple as just secret technology for the military, or it could be dumbs. Well, I guess we get into that. Um, but he was um, he was active in the in the eighties, or no? What what years were was he active for these particular for this time when he was doing all that stuff? Well, when he began helping them, I guess build so. I don't know how to get into that without getting way into it. You know what I mean? But it was like the the 70s, I think. Late 70s. Okay. I guess when all this went down. His big uh, fight? His ordeal? Wasn't that... That was 79, wasn't it? 79, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Something happened. I don't think we're going to get into that quite yet no not yet he so he he makes a bunch of claims so i was listening to this speech you can find his speech on youtube it was at the uh, preparedness expo in may of 1995 and he claims there that there's 131 active uh, he specifies active so he says there's 131 active deep underground military bases in the united states and 1,477 worldwide. Holy crap. Yeah. I, I would not think anything lurks under un, under London, per se. But I guess maybe it does. I don't know, dude. London, I could see London being part of some crazy stuff. There's some stuff in Africa. We'll get into that some other time. Oh. Uh, he claims that the majority of components used in black jets, black helicopters, and sometimes submarines... It's all alien technology. What? Yeah. Submarines. Like, the early submarines were U-boats. Yeah, the the majority of components. Not all the components. Uh, I swear there was some sort of U-boat type thing, like an underwater vehicle. I swear somebody said something about Civil War. That they found something like that in Civil War times. That was like 1865, though. Was that the uh, the human-powered one? Yeah, where they kind of like they get in it. It's real small, and they kind of paddle it like a boat or like a a bike. I think so. I think it was just in like a river or something that they ended up finding these guys. I've seen it somewhere. 
some TV show, I'm sure. Or maybe a YouTube video, I don't know. I watch so much shit, dude, I don't know. It, it just it's, all blends together. It all blends together. Maybe it was in your dreams. Maybe. He said, He also says in his speech that uh, the American government has known about aliens since 1909. 1909? Yeah. So you're telling me aliens are the ones that sunk uh, the Titanic? That's a whole other episode, buddy. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> we can't get into it here, because I, I got some stuff on the Titanic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. But according to Phil, now, I did look into this. I didn't find it anywhere. But according to Phil, the Army Cavalry were chasing some bandits who were hiding in a cave. And when the Army went in, all right, here we get into some quotes. They found flying discs and little gray guys and all kinds of weird things. They didn't know how to explain, so they wrote them down as best as they could. And it's been in secret archives ever since. That was in 1909. Whoa. Yeah, so the army cavalry chasing some bad guys. They ended up in a cave. Then they see these discs and little aliens. That was at the future location of the Dulce base? Uh, yeah, it was in the southwest. I don't know if it was at that specific location, but that was in the southwest. Are we calling it Dulce or are we calling it Dulce? I think Dulce. All right, we'll just keep going Dulce. Sounds good. Yeah, if we if we change it up. Just how we're feeling. Because we're feeling like we need some Girl Scout cookies. Dolce de leche. Uh, we used to make that drink at Starbucks when I worked at Starbucks. It was a, it was actually a Dolce de leche. Is, it, is there a difference? Dolce, Dolce, Dolce. <laughs> uh, Phil says they built nine underground military bases there, like at uh, Dolce. What? And... Uh, they were the size of cities, roughly four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. He says they were the size of cities. Then he says they were four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. So that's big. Four and a quarter. I don't, I don't know. I guess four and a quarter cubic miles. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. I looked up the. <laughs> I simply searched that four point two five cubic miles. And I got the conversion for U.S. liquid gallon. Cubic mile to liquid gallon. Hmm. <laughs> N- not what I wanted. Well, you, you know why no. you got gallons? Because he mentions these uh, boring machines we talked about in the Dumbs episode. All right. He says they melt the rock with sophisticated lasers. Uh, it reduces the rock to a powder, and then they melt that to use as a coating for the walls of the facility. So gunite is not needed. Man. So, gallons, gallons of melted rock. All right, it's all coming together. Yeah. So if we, if I don't know, a cubic mile, it sounds like a, a volume, which I guess is what it is because it's underground. But to compare that to a flat area, four and a quarter square miles, we don't have any vertical, but four and a quarter square miles is two thousand seven hundred twenty acres. That's kind of big. Yeah. Because my house is only on one-fourth of one acre. That's more than I got, brother. (laughs) So your whole neighborhood and the entire town you live in would be down there. It could fit down there. 2,000 acres? No. You don't think so? No, the place I work is 5,000 acres. Damn, dude. Yeah. 
So half half of that could fit down there. That's a lot. That is a lot. That place is huge. <laughs> down in the Dose wow. underground. Well, was that just the one level? Was well, he says they built nine underground military bases, totaling the size of cities, roughly four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. Oh, so per per base. Maybe that's all the levels. I really don't know. Regardless, there is a lot of hole down there, and they put a lot of stuff in this hole. Yeah. Does it? Do you have when that base was actually constructed? Yeah. So I did find. I guess it's a, a an interview with an ex uh, security officer there. Okay. And uh. So the question, the very first question is, when exactly was the upper human occupied level of the Archuleta, Archuleta installation constructed, which is Dulce? Okay. And the answer is, I heard Dulce was started in 1937 or 1938 by the Army engineers, enlarged over the years. Most recent work was completed 1965 to 1966. To Dang. connect tunnels to the Page, Arizona base. So that was that 1937. That was before World War One began, and that was well before the U.S. was even involved in World War Two. So th- going by that, with those numbers, that means this this base was not an answer to uh, a nuclear fallout. This was before that thought. Yeah, I mean, it was still 10 years before Roswell. Yeah, so it's been there for a while. It kind of brings into question, well, I don't know if I want to mention it quite yet, but maybe they disturbed an alien civilization when they originally built this area. And then 10 years later, you have Roswell. I don't know. It's a little bit strange, right? Yeah, because this place was established in, it was founded, Dulce, New Mexico, was founded in 1877. Really? Yes. And that was just the area, not... Correct, that's when they said, okay, here's our flag, this is now Dulce. Okay, so they they didn't have a base there or anything? No, 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 okay. nothing like that, That's when they that's when they put the marker on the map, you know, put a post office in and stuff like that. Did you say 1877? 1877, yeah. So then what, 60 years later, they're already building underground? Seems kind of quick, right? Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, around this, the original homestead was founded in 1877 by Jose Eugenio Gomez, and the Jicaria Apache Reservation was established in 1887 when the Apache people were forced into a reservation. So, right in that same area. But I just saw something else that said... The Dulce Base in New Mexico. Dulce is a small town in northern New Mexico located above 7,000 feet on the Jicaria Apache Indian Reservation. That's a weird sentence. (laughs) It's a small town in northern New Mexico located... It's just north of the reservation. Mm -hmm. Only 7,000 feet north of the reservation? That's... It's not far. No, it seems very close. <laughs> like a mile and a little bit. So only one major motel and a few stores. 
It's not a resort town, and it's not bustling with activity. Uh, the base, what I'm getting here, the base is below the brush of Archuleta Mesa. Did you read that? Yeah, I said it's below the Archuleta Mesa. Should we say what they what they do there, or should we say how Phil Schneider discovered it first? Did he discover it? No, he didn't discover it. He was part of the Groom Lake crew, which is Area 51, or right around Area 51. Okay. And then he got he got recruited to help build Dulce. R- recruited, I, he, he, I mean, he was part of it. And then August of 1979, it just south, southwest of that, of Dulce, they were beginning construction on another underground site. And uh, they were drilling holes up to two and a half miles deep. That's so crazy. That's when the equipment kept coming up broken. Ah, here we go. I know this story. Yeah, they decided to send someone down there and see what see what was going on. And our hero went down there. Yeah. Did he go by himself? He didn't go by himself, did he? N- no, but he... So, in this speech, he doesn't mention who he went down with. Not not initially. Okay. So apparently there were green berets on this site. So he thought, that that's a little strange. But he does claim that the government knew about this all along. They just didn't tell him. Oh, so, so his theory is the government knew about what was about in the area, and they were just building this base that was super-duper close to what could be in this area. Yeah. So apparently... According to him, the large greys have been encamped there for the better part of 400 or 500 years in underground bases. Four or 500 years. So 400 years before. What year was this that he was doing that? In 79. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's when they went down. Yeah, so what, 1579? Yeah. So did we make it that far across yet? Like Lewis and Clark, because Chris Columbus came in 1492 and stuff. Then we started exploring. I don't know when Lewis and Clark started heading across, because they they made the journey from East Coast to West Coast, just for the hell of it. Yeah, why not? I would. That was some. They had some bad times. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't think they went through the New Mexico, this New Mexico area though. So, I don't know what year that was, but if those Greys were there in the 1500s, that means they've been there a long ass time. Well, I mean, it, it was what a hundred years after Columbus, right? Yeah, fourteen ninety two. That would have been fifteen ninety five. Yeah, at four hundred years, at five hundred years, it would have been before Columbus. True. That's how he got here. He was following the lights in the sky. He does. Did Did you see that? He does mention seeing. I know UFOs. Dude. I I just saw that here recently, in the, literally in the last couple of weeks that. There's something that said Columbus saw something. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange, man. So It's really strange. If there were some grays just bebopping through the sky at, in the late 1400s, there's no reason why they couldn't have just got all the way over to the West Coast, well, real close to the West Coast, and kind of settled there. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, he says the large grays have been encamped there. Oh, okay. Aren't they the... They're like seven foot tall, eight foot tall. 
so there i mean there's a couple different theories the large grays created the small grays as drones uh-huh uh, I think there's another one that says the Anunnaki created the small greys as drones. Which also kind of makes sense. Yeah. Now, the large greys and the Dracos, the reptilians, they don't get along, right? I, uh, I would say not. I think it's something like that, that those groups kind of fight with each other. But they're, they're I think they have the same level of nefariousness. Towards us. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, the reptilians, would you, would you call them the Dracos? Yeah. Well, you know, whatever you call it. They're allegedly the original habitants of this planet, right? I mean, that's that's what I've heard. Yeah, allegedly. So, if the large greys come in, naturally they're going to be enemies. They're like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Landing on my planet? Get the fuck out of here. This is our territory. Yeah. <laughs> just crazy shit like you're gonna hate the people who land on your planet trying to take over too i know i hated the people that was trying to walk in my yard when i was a kid yeah this is this is my property yeah get out of here you throw a rock at them yeah hell yeah we did sticks yeah. and stuff damn right you pulled out your ar-15 i'm not me oh no they they step back when that happened <laughs> <laughs> so phil says they apparently, they drilled holes right into the bases. Right in their damn house. The holes they were drilling down, boom, right into the alien bases. Right in our house, man. Black soot started to pour out. See, I'd be mad too if somebody just all of a sudden just drilled a hole in my roof. Yeah, shit, now when it rains, you got water coming in. Right. I mean, what's atmosphere down there? Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> you had a... The thermostat said at a perfect 55 degrees? No, then these humans had to come down here with their big machines, big-ass drills. You know what we're going to do with those drills? We're going to knock those drills out. Yep, we're going to keep shutting them down. That one, and that one, and that one. Here's another one. Shut them down. Oh, now they're going to send somebody down after us. Here we go. Yeah, he would, so apparently Phil was lowered down in one of the holes in a basket to find out, like, yo, what? Why do these machines keep shutting down? So they said, you know what, Phil? Go check it out. Because he was a geologist and also an engineer. This part of the story kind of baffles me. Like, they are drilling down. How big is this drill? See, when I pick, when I think drill, I'm like, oh, it's a little bit. It's only, you know, one inch wide at the most. Maybe three. You're getting crazy. But if you're drilling for oil, it's a, it's a foot, maybe. Yeah. A couple of feet, maybe. This dude goes down in a basket? kind of hole did they dig? Dude, they have all kinds of stuff we don't even know about. <laughs> That's probably a huge drill. A vertical one. I know they got that, that subterrane thing. I think that's the thing you were talking about that has, it just, I think this one is more like a, like a horizontal vehicle. Mm-hmm. Pulls out the rock and then it, it grinds up the rock and superheats the rock and then, then it forms the walls. Yeah. On the back end of it. How genius is that? That's freaking crazy. Isn't that what worms do, kind of? Like, worms will burrow through loose loose soil, and then with all their secretions, they kind of... I don't know if they leave the hole open, but it's sort of... It doesn't crush them when they're going through the hole. That's what I mean. Oh, is that is that why they're so slimy? I don't know. I, I wonder. 
If it, it so it kind of keeps that little hole open, so it's not crushing them as they're going through. Yeah. So they just always have to back out. Isn't that bullshit? You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine you you drive somewhere, but then you got to back all the way home? <laughs> that would kind of suck. Th- then you would need to have your front on both ends. Yeah. Like the worms do. They're like, okay, who's who's driving today? Oh, God, she's driving today. <sighs> all right. It's like every one of our moms, <laughs> we always thought they had eyes in the back of their head. I guess not on their butts. But on the back of their head. <laughs> yeah. A worm would have eyes on his butt. <laughs> they have both uh, reproductive parts on the one worm. Oh, I thought you were talking about moms. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? I don't think so. Moms just reproduce asexually. It's It's got to be a mom <laughs> thing. First they become the mom, and then they become asexual reproducers. <laughs> it's It's a whole thing. My God, where are we? Okay, we're getting lower down in the basket. Yeah, so he gets down there, and he comes almost face-to-face with a seven-foot-tall alien gray that smelled, quote-unquote, worse than the worst garbage can you can imagine. Well, that's rude. You just met somebody new. Ooh, don't tell him yeah, to exactly. stink. Dude, you smell like what comes out of my ass. Yeah. Why do you stink so bad? He's like, and and Phil's like, oh shit, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, immediately he reaches for his <laughs> Walther PPK pistol with a nine-shot magazine, and he killed two of them bastards. He he's not playing around. He's like, this is wrong. I'm killing this. He specifies in this speech or whatever you want to call it. He says, yes, they are mortal, and they do die. There ain't no gods here. Mm-mm. They do bleed. Maybe he said, kill them all, let God sort them out. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. When you encounter somebody like that, uh, I don't know what I would do. What would you do? I mean, he just... <laughs> if I saw a seven-foot-tall gray? And you had to ha- happen to have your Walther PPK on you? Yo, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I think I'm firing that bitch ASAP. <laughs> I'm not taking any chances because I don't know what that thing can do. Maybe it can control my mind. I don't know. But then, what did they do? The ones that were left standing. Well, he says in the process of this, one of them began to make like a motion like he was rubbing his belly or his chest. <laughs> Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, next thing he knew, a blue beam, it was like some electrical force, hit him. And in his words... Open me up like a fish. It came out of the being itself? Out of his chest. I thought yeah. they had ray guns or something. According to him, no. He, he like, did this, like, this rubbing motion. You know, like, when you rub your belly, pat your head? He did, like, that sort of thing, but, like, mm-hmm. on his chest. He's warming it up. He's warming it up with his right hand, and then he's going to hit the fire button on his head. Yeah. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, raiding for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Just shooting electrical beams out. I don't even know what he says. <laughs> he says this, uh, not only did it open him up like a fish, which I'm not, like, did it, it cut you, like, it gutted you? Yeah. Because, like, like, I think when you open a fish, you cut from butthole to neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it cut him like a fish, opened him up like a fish. It also burned his fingers off. Zoom. Which hand? Uh, his left hand, right? 
I believe it's his left hand. Did you just contradict yourself? His left hand, right. Oh. <laughs> it burned his toenails off. What? Yep, toenails gone. What, did they not have safety precautions back in this time? Like, where where were his steel toe boots? Well, I don't know, but it burned his shoe off. Whole shoe. And yes. his, tail, his nails. Shoe was gone. Toenails were gone. His fucking fingers were gone. On his left left hand. I believe it's his left hand, yeah. I He didn't specify which hand, but I was watching him, his speech. Yeah. Like I said, guys, this speech is... Oh. You can watch it. It's not entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking, and it looks like his left hand. Unless there's some weird camera shit. Is it like his pinky m- ring and middle? No, it's his uh, index, middle... I think it might be index and middle. Well, the, that was... Oh, dude, that was on purpose. They wanted to make him like them. The three, three fingers. Finger. Yeah, because that's, that's all you really need, right? You just need a, a couple of a couple of regular fingers and the opposable. Yeah, like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, exactly, like a Ninja Turtle. I think five is too much. I'm going to cut mine off now. Break time, break! We are returned. Welcome to the show. It is a weird one. Yeah, it's a little strange. So there we were. Phil Schneider went down that basket. Whatever that means. Gondola? Something like that. Just imagine that. Imagine he went down. He floated down from the hole that they dug. And suddenly, bang, bang, bang! Shot out some aliens. And then another alien was doing that cool party trick where you rub your belly and you pat your head at the same time. And all of a sudden it was crazy. And there it goes. He got opened up like a fish and his part of his hand got blown away. Toenails, his shoe. Was was this one? One blast? Yeah. Was it like scattered or what? I don't know. He said it was like a bolt of lightning. So if it was a bolt of lightning, that means... A- uh, the way electricity works, it travels to your body and it bursts out the path of least resistance. That's how that goes. But however this happened, regardless, he he lost a couple of fingers. He got burned on his, his chest, right? Yeah, I mean, that would make sense, right? If, if the seven foot tall is rubbing his chest, he shoots it straight out at you. It's going to hit you in the chest area. So maybe chest area higher. If Phil's right-handed, yeah, true, higher. So how in the hell did it get his toes? Well, maybe it shoot, maybe it goes down, like lightning. Maybe it goes out as soon as it hits a body. It goes down to the ground, and it blew off his toenails. Pew! <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think any of the aliens got like toenails in their eyes? They're like ah, like toenail shrapnel. Because I mean, it <laughs> blasted a shoe off. They got some loafer and toenail shrapnel. I don't know. <laughs> what did he do after this? That was exciting. He said he was laying there and he, like, he just saw like smoke coming off his body. He's like, I mean, he just got blasted by a bolt of lightning. <laughs> right. That's a little bit of a shocker. Yeah, and then uh, Green Beret. See what I did there? Who ended up dying in battle that day, saved his life by throwing him back in the basket and hitting the button to take him back to the surface. Oh, he's a hero. And Phil didn't get his his name. No, he didn't. Damn it, Phil. Come on. I mean, he, yo, dude. He was just gutted. 
had his toenails blasted off. <laughs> he's missing two or three fingers. I, I didn't count. I don't know. Are you going to stop and say, yo, what's your name, bud? <laughs> Go back for some dog tags or something. <laughs> he says that uh, 66 Secret Service agents, Green Berets and Black Berets and the like, lost their lives because the government lied by not telling us anything about the alien threat. Well, that's what the tunnels were for, so that you could dig down and have better access to them. Right. Right. That's what we're going to say, right? Who's going to say that? Not the government. Uh, well, they're not going to say it out loud, but that was the idea. No. And he claims there's been a war going on underground ever since, ever since that day. That was in 1979. Yeah, and he was talking about this in 1995. And the war continues. It continued then. I don't know if it continues now. I mean, he. I mean, he goes on to do, like he mentions, there's eleven different alien races. Uh, two are benevolent, and then in quotes, nine look at humans as nothing more than a bag of food. They don't eat the flesh and bones. They use the glandular secretions as a mixture of the vitamins for their food. They get high off of our adrenal gland. It's called adrenal chrome. It's something like cocaine to them. Why don't we just give them a big bag of coke? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> that kind of sucks. Listen, you guys, we got what you need. It's fine. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an eight ball. It's an Al Pacino. It's an Al Pacino to give it to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. <laughs> that kind of sucks, though. Only two. Out of 11 are benevolent? Uh, yeah. Nine want to kill us and eat us? And get high off of us? Are one of those two the drones that are the small grays? That are benevolent? Yeah. No. The, I mean, one are the Venusians. Venusians. I assume. And the Pleiadians. They're cool, right? Yeah. Is that the one? Oh, boy. Here we go. That was way back in... Episode 5 or 6, Alleged Aliens, Friend or Foe. Yeah. Isn't, there was one, was it the Pleiadians that took over the mind of one, uh, some lady somewhere? Like, she's, uh, she, they channeled through her. I think so. And then Corey Good was contacted by the Blue Avians, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, like, the good ones and the bad ones and stuff, during the speech, he holds up a picture of Valiant Thor. Remember we talked about Valiant Thor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he claims he'd been working with the U.S. Pentagon since 1937 or 1938. He couldn't remember. Uh, and he had not changed because Valiant Thor says his lifespan is 450 years. Dang, dude. Yeah. If that's the case, then he has... So he was just down there chilling with everybody else or what? He's like... Man, I, look, look, I know you got you got scared and you started firing away. Then they started firing. I get it; it's fine. That's just what everybody does. But I'm here to talk through this. He's not saying Valiant Thor was there. He he's just saying, I think he's just trying to make his case. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like I I know Valiant Thor. Here's a picture of him. So. <laughs> Schneider claims to have actually met Valiant Thor and says he's a remarkable person. Person? Exactly. In my notes, literally in my notes, I wrote, why would he say he's a remarkable person? Is there a Freudian slip? Or is it just easier to call him a person because he looks human? 
I didn't think he looked human, though. Did he? A, a little bit. He had, like, a purplish hue to him. He had, like, a, a real square jaw. Like, a, a, he was, like, he would be, like, a good-looking dude on Earth. I mean, minus the purple. Like the Grinning Man. What? The Grinning Man. He showed up right before the Mothman. Not the Grinning Man. Not burning. Grinning. I know, not... I, that's <laughs> what I said. Yeah, but he's, like, this this dude. He's just a... Just, Oh, I guess, no, I don't know. No, what was his name? The Grinning Man? No, it wasn't the Grinning Man. It was right around the Mothman time. The guy who went cruising around a galaxy with the with his dude? Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, man. He just got in with his dude because he was like this cool, slick cat. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll hop in. Let's go. Yeah. He doesn't know if he's going to get murdered. He doesn't know if he's going to get raped. He doesn't know if he's going to get injected with some kind of new drug. <laughs> and his wife's just like, he. sometimes he's gone for weeks yeah. at a time. <laughs> sometimes he does that. He just gets in cars with random people. And it flies off. Flies off. To the stars. I thought it was a Cadillac, but next thing I knew, it was, zoom, it was gone. Cadillac gone. Anyway, Phil, this, this didn't turn out well for Phil at all after this. It didn't? Uh, surely he's still around talking about this, right? Well, after it, but his health started getting bad. Is that what you got? Before we get quite there, so he says, like, uh, I guess the aliens, they all wear, like, uh, like a spacesuit type thing. All right. Because they have uh, a disease in them or on them that is deadly to us. So then he goes on to question, this is quotes, how do we not know that some of our diseases like AIDS and Ebola are not made from the cadavers of some of these aliens as a biological weapon? Oh, shit. Yeah, I love that question. <laughs> That's a great point. How do we not know that? Oh, man. So they infect us by way of their death or, or us opening them up and dissecting them. N- not intentionally. He's saying, like, how how do we know that the government didn't know uh, this, and they they took the disease, and they're like, you know what, let's spread this AIDS shit. Let's just see what it does. Maybe they knew what it did. <laughs> They've been wanting to reduce the world's population for decades. Well, they suck at it. Well, <laughs> okay, so let, let me run through this stuff real quick before we hit Dulce. All right. So... He talks to the crowd. He's like, you know what? I know a lot of you. You're probably skeptical. S- skeptical. You, I can't say it. <laughs> so he talks to the crowd. He's like, you know what? I know a lot of this is hard to believe. You're probably skeptical. <laughs> skeptical. Yeah. Uh, so then he goes over to the table and picks up some what he calls carbamite, element 140. And he says it's the heaviest element in the world. He claims when combined with alien compounds, nothing goes through it. It can withstand temperatures of 10 million degrees Fahrenheit. What? That's hot. Oh, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me look up this carbon mic. I got got to find more on this. So I tried looking it up. All I could find is that it was a medal in a Star Trek episode called The Carbon Mic Maneuver, which aired November 10th, 1966. So this was that aired in 1966. Okay. Well before this speech. Is it soft disclosure? Maybe bullshit? More likely. Soft disclosure. I like that term. You like all kinds of soft things. 
<laughs> like fries, nuggets. They're soft. Bread. Bread soft. Cookies. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about anything else. So what What made me think, I got to keep going on this guy. Go, go, go. When we were talking about uh, ali- the uh, diseases. He goes on to mention the alien agenda, which is a complete toco- takeover of this planet. The annihilation of five six to seven eighths of the world's population by twenty twenty nine. That's point eight three three to point eight seven five of the world's population. Man, if you did not pass math class, well, just skip this part. <laughs> so, is it possible? Hear me out. Is it possible the coronavirus is part of this plan? Oh We're not too goodness, far dude. from twenty twenty nine. Dude, think it really take nine years to spread that across the whole world? They're only looking to take out five, six, to seven eighths, dude. It started in China. <laughs> That's gonna take out three quarters of it. Yeah, being over there in those those far eastern China, and then it would it's not a far travel to India, where even more of a uh, density of population is. Yeah. So, is it possible? 2020, 2029, maybe it's just the start. It's early. It came early. Maybe this will take out a third. The coronavirus? The Kong flu? I don't know, man. It's so weird. Scary, Zeph. He said this in 95, dude. He didn't say this in 2017. It was no Y2K thing. Like Anybody can just put a number on a, a zero decade. 2029. To take out a large portion of the population. Of the earth. And then now we have coronavirus. That's just rampaging. Spreading like crazy. Taking people out. China is bullshitting like a motherfucker about what it's doing over there. No. You ever play the bl- the game Plague Inc.? I love that game. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get into Greenland. Dude, we gotta move to Greenland. I'm pretty sure... Greenland and New Zealand, if one of these, like, super volcano, or no, if, is it nuclear war or super volcano, whatever, they go off, that's the best places to be. Greenland or New Zealand? Yeah, I believe so. New New Zealand is just off the coast of South America, isn't it? No. Australia, dude. It's off the coast of Australia. Yeah. But it's on the it's on the America side, right? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Mandela, you know. <laughs> sometimes it's here, sometimes it's there. Sometimes there's an island next to it. Sometimes there's not. <laughs> Wasn't there? It was in. We probably talked about this. Days and confused. There was an island to the to the. If you're looking at the globe to the west of Australia, there's yeah. a big ass island, and now it's yeah. not there. Yeah, we talked about this because I kept saying no east, dude, east. You're like, the West. I'm like, oh, yeah, West. <laughs> anyway, Phil Schneider, all messed up. Yeah. He claims he was one of three people who escaped Dulce alive. Who are the other people? Because apparently they're in uh, Canada in nursing homes, and they're not allowed to talk to anyone. Naturally. However, oh. according to the Dulce papers... 66 humans were killed, which is what he said, and 44 escaped. What? Yeah. 
according to him, forty four escape, but according to somebody else, the, there's only there's only three. No, according to him, he was one of three. Oh. According to the papers, the Dulce papers, not the newspapers, forty four escaped. I gotta look. <laughs> I know we're not at the end. I gotta question my man's reputability. Yeah. He. <laughs> He like he goes over to the table. He's like, "Look at this, carbamite, the heaviest thing in the the uh, universe, the galaxy, the on the Earth." And like, yo, dude, that was on Star Trek thirteen years ago. What's the matter with you? <laughs> no, not thirteen years ago. This was ninety five. He talked about this. Oh, it was like thirty years before. That. Yeah. <laughs> did it have? Well, maybe it is a soft disclosure, like you said, but did it have the same properties on Star Trek as he's? Talking about, you know, I don't know. I I looked it up. I saw it was on Star Trek. It was, you know, so I didn't watch the episode, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, but it's not on the periodic table as Element One Forty. So he says, does he said it was Element One Forty? Uh, yeah, he said it's One Forty. Uh-huh. But Bob Lazar said One Fifteen existed way before. They said, oh, yeah, it, yep, that's real. <laughs> so what I have after he was hit with this, whatever the hell it was, from from the aliens, this crazy-ass blast thing. Raiden. <laughs> finish him. <laughs> he didn't finish him. <laughs> he messed him up real good. But after that, he got some... It resulted in cancer due to the radiation of whatever hit him. Really? Yeah, he got a. He was he was real bad off. Um, you said his interview was in ninety ninety two ninety five ninety five the 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 conference or whatever. Okay. Uh, so in nineteen eighty seven, he married Cynthia Marie Dreyer Simon because it's cool to have all those names. They met in 86, um, and then they got married. Cynthia mentioned years later that Phil had so many interesting stories and so many, so much information to share. Unfortunately, their marriage had difficulties. Cynthia claimed that Phil's health problems contributed to their breakup. Phil had multiple health concerns, such as chronic lower back pain and multiple sclerosis. I mean, and no doubt to getting blasted by said alien. Yeah. Occasionally, Phil had to use crutches, a body brace, leg braces, bladder bag, catheter, diapers, and wheelchair. He also had osteoporosis and cancer in his arms, as well as hundreds of shrapnel wounds, a plate in his head with a metal fragment in his brain, and fingers missing from his left hand. So it was his left hand. My God. Dude was messed up. What a mess. There was a scar that ran down from the top of his throat to below his belly button, and another scar that ran from under his ribs uh, side to side. So, uh, dude got messed up. Phil had numerous amazing stories, and one of his stories was his father's involvement with the Philadelphia Experiment. When Phil's father died in 93, he discovered original letters in his basement that proved that the Philadelphia Experiment actually happened. It also proved that Oscar Schneider had been a participant after the crew members had been quarantined in Virginia's psychiatric ward. Captain Schneider autopsied the bodies of the crew members as they died and found alien implants in their arms, legs, behind their ears, and deep inside their brain. 
Oh, 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 <laughs> The Philadelphia Experiment people? That's what I'm seeing right here. They had alien implants. Before they went through the experiment? Or they didn't see this until after when they or, did the autopsies? was the Philadelphia Experiment meant to, they are like, screw it, send them back to where they came from. Send these people with the implants back to the aliens. Oh, man. That's some serious speculation there. Yeah. Maybe they weren't trying to cloak it. Maybe they are trying to zoom, send it back. The implants had to have been alien in nature, and the small transistor-like item was discovered before transistors had been invented. Ah, see? Here was evidence that either by accident or on purpose, aliens were involved with the Philadelphia experiment and may have been responsible for its failure. It won't be any cloaking or teleporting from you guys. Hmm. Despite the fact that Phil's claims seemed too wild or disturbing to be true to the average investigator, he believed in what he was saying. Phil claimed his wife was in danger for revealing the truth. He borrowed a gun from his friend, Ron Utella, stating that he felt that he needed protection because there had been several attempts on his life. For example, his car had been run off the road several times. Ultimately, Phil's safeguards weren't enough to keep himself alive. He was found dead on either January 10th or 11th, 1996. And Cynthia was a little, uh, speculative. Well, he mentioned in that speech that just, I guess, two weeks before that speech, he got shot in the left shoulder. Really? Yeah, he mentions he's been, they, they've been trying to kill him. Was it in that speech that he said that I am not going to kill myself? If you find me dead, then it was not by my own hands. No, it wasn't in that speech. But that he said that at some point. I'm not going to kill myself. If you find me dead by suicide, it was not me. Are you asking me? Or are you telling me? I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe I heard that about him too, yeah. So Cynthia wasn't sure about this uh, supposed suicide. While examining Phil's body, Cynthia couldn't shake that something was off. Cynthia was soon contacted by Detective Randy Harris, who said that something was wrong because there were marks on Phil's neck. An autopsy report revealed that a rubber hose was tied around Phil's neck three times and then tied in a knot, which blocked blood flow to his head, resulting in him becoming unconscious and then dying. There was no way he could have done that himself. First of all, he was missing fingers from his left hand. Dude was all messed up. He was... He was wheelchair-bound. I'm assuming he could get in and out of bed, but he could barely use the bathroom himself. So he was, his body was was messed up. There was no way he could tie this thing around his neck three times and then tie it in a knot. This was a a rubber hose, a tube, which it doesn't say it here, but it was a catheter. So he took, he strangled himself with his own catheter? Dude, come on. You would have to tie that thing tight, dude. Yeah. Unless he's, unless he's somehow, no. There was no way he did it himself. But what had to have happened was, if they were even trying to make this look like it was a, a, a suicide, they would have to tie it around his neck and then lean him forward away from it. Some, uh, tie it somewhere. Yeah. Where it was hooked. Well, that, that's like all the uh, quote-unquote suicides where they were, they were shot three times in the head. <laughs> There's n- <laughs> that doesn't even remotely make sense. Like, okay, maybe maybe you missed the first time. You didn't quite get that kill shot for your suicide. The second time, look, I think for, if 
if I if I were gonna do it, I go first time I miss. I'm like, oh shit, that hurts. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, that hurts real bad. Yeah, I'm not trying two more times. Oh uh, no, hell no. So this dude was wheelchair bound. He had a catheter in. He had he was scarred from head to toe practically. Missing fingers. There was no way he strangled himself with his own catheter. I wouldn't think so. More surprising was that, was that Cynthia discovered that Phil's lecture material, unknown medals, military photographs, and all notes for his unwritten book on UFOs were missing from his apartment. Mm. However, money and valuables remained untouched, and when he was found in his apartment, Phil's body was in, a, was in an unusual position. His feet were under the bed, his head was in a wheelchair seat at an unusual angle, and the rest of his body was on the floor, hands by his side. Blood was found on the floor near his wheelchair, but no blood was found on his wheelchair. No wounds were on his body to account for the blood. No suicide note was ever found. Yo, this dude was suicided. Totally. A hundred percent. Just from that paragraph alone. Yes. None of that indicates that he did this himself. Where'd that blood come from? None of it was his. No, he fought back. Yeah. He fell out of his chair, and then they killed him. And then they made it look like his, made it look like he strangled himself. Strangled himself. Hung himself? Yeah, with his own wiener drain. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> look, I've never had a catheter, and, man, I dread the day whenever that might come to pass. I had one. Did you really? Yeah, I was, what, 15? I had alcohol poisoning. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I, I was a bad kid when I was younger. And, uh, yeah, I remember they said, all right, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to pull this out. I didn't know. I was. I don't know if I was still drunk or what. I didn't know what was going on. True. I, like, I was like, all right, what, you know, whatever. Do what you got to do. Is it one, two? Th- they pulled it out, and, dude, it felt like they ripped everything out of my insides. Uh, I went, ah! It hurts so bad. So unless this dude, unless Mr. Schneider was on some sort of crazy amount of painkillers, you're not just going to readily pull that thing out of yourself. He could have had an, an extra one. <laughs> just an extra? Well, I mean, they they do that now. You can buy, like, catheter tubes, and they come in, like, a box or whatever. They get shipped to your house. and Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen commercials for them. Is it does it come on right after the Mgality or what? Yeah, I'm watching weird daytime TV, dude. <laughs> Paid programming. Phil's ex-wife believes he was murdered. She believes that Phil was met by someone he knew and injected with a drug in order to incapacitate him. The assailants then wrapped a rubber hose around his neck, asphyxiating him. Several friends told Cynthia that they knew that they saw Phil with an unknown blonde-haired woman several weeks before he died. Several times, this same individual was seen or talked about, and her mysterious presence leads one to wonder if she had anything to do with his quote-unquote suicide. Several people with... Okay. Several people with psychic abilities have indicated that Philip did not commit suicide, but was murdered. I think he was for sure murdered. There's a lot that leads to him not killing himself. He says in this speech in 95... He said, I'm breaking federal law right now talking to you people. 
That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be murdered. That should mean that if he's breaking a federal law, he should go to a court of his peers and be judged for his wrongdoings. Yes, a normal federal law, yes. <laughs> a normal but one. they can't take him to court for this because then it validates what he's saying. Yes, it If does. they kill him, quote-unquote kill him, if they get rid of him, if they terminate him, then he's gone. They don't have to worry about it anymore. There's no court proceedings. Yeah. That's it. That's what happens to all these people, dude. That's what happened to Epstein before he was able to out everybody. They got rid of him. I mean, yeah, Epstein was a piece of shit. Pseudocide. But he was going to out all the other people who were involved in it, and they said, you know what? Not happening. No. Nah, nah. Kill him. Was Schneider the one that told us about all the levels, or was that somebody else for Dulce? Because we need to get into those. Because we're, <laughs> we're getting deep into this episode, we need to finish this up. He might have. I'm not. I didn't even go through all my notes. I stopped about halfway to three quarters of the way through his speech. So uh, he might have mentioned it. What I have for just level one is just simple uh, garage for street maintenance. Just level one, nothing crazy. Security and communications, just simple stuff. And level two. Uh, garage for trains, shuttles, tunnel boring, oh, tunnel boring machines, and disc maintenance. Why would they keep that on level two if it's seven levels deep? The flying machines? Well, they're going to fly, dude. Come on. The tunnel boring machines. Only on level two? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to go down five more levels just to get to more levels. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There was one map that I saw. It seemed like boring machines were somewhere else. Maybe they maybe they just park them on level two. Oh, this the picture I'm looking at shows the. Oh no, that's elevators. I thought it was excavators. Uh oh, my bad. All right, level three. Everyone is weighed in the nude, then given a jumpsuit uniform. Perverts. <laughs> the weight of the person is put on a computer ID card each day change in over three pounds requires a physical exam and x-ray it's a little intense i mean if you gain three pounds overnight you should be checked out (laughs) or if you lose three pounds overnight yeah that's a lot of calories you're not eating so that's fine that's okay but then it all seems normal i mean normal enough i mean it seems it's okay and then level four Human research in paranormal areas, mental telepathy, mind control, hypnosis, remote viewing, astral traveling, etc. The technology is apparently here to allow them to know how to manipulate the bioplasmic body development of a laser weapon that can remotely cause burns and discomfort on its target. They can lower your heartbeat with deep sleep delta waves induce a a static shock then reprogram via a brain computer link what that happens in level four manipulation of the bioplasmic body talking about nanotech biotech micro machines psi war electronic dissolution of memory mk ultra yes that happens on level four 
of Dulce. Jeez, dude. Ultrasonics, optical, and other forms of EM radiation. Here's level five for you. Security is severe. Armed guards patrol constantly. In addition to weight-sensitive areas, there are handprint and eye print stations. Here is the device that powers the transfer of atoms. The Dulce Complex is said to be a joint U.S. government-slash-alien base. Alien housing is level five since 1980. A report claims that at least 18,000 aliens occupy Dulce Base. 18,000. Here's level six. Level six is privately called Nightmare Hall. Yeah. It holds the genetic labs, experiments done on fish, seals, birds, and mice that are vastly altered from their original forms. Private subterranean bioterminal park with accommodations for animals, fish, fowl, reptile, mankind. Personnel who have seen bizarre experimentation on this level have nicknamed it Nightmare Hall and have reported, I have seen multi-legged humans that look like half-human, half-octopus, also reptilian humans, and furry creatures that have hands like humans and cries like a baby. It mimics human words, also huge mixture of lizard, human, and cages. There are fish, seals, birds, and mice that can barely be considered those species. There are several cages and vats of winged humanoids, grotesque bat-like creatures, but three and a half to seven feet tall, gargoyle-like beings, and draco reptoids. That's a huge difference, three and a half to seven feet tall. <laughs> the bat-like creatures. So you can go three and a half foot tall bat to a seven foot tall bat. Is that where coronavirus comes from there, right? <laughs> bat-like creatures, bat soup. Oh my soup. God, dude. They brought it right out of level seven, a level dude, six. I'm telling you. I told you earlier, coronavirus is brought on by the U.S. government from the aliens. Here we go. Full circle. Level 7 has row after row of thousands of humans and human mixtures in cold storage. Here, too, are embryo storage vats of humanoids in various stages of development. I frequently encountered humans in cages, usually dazed or drugged, but sometimes they cried and begged for help. We were told they were hopelessly insane and involved in a high-risk drug test to cure insanity. We were told to never try to speak to them at all. At the beginning, we believed that story. Finally, in 1978, a small group of workers discovered the truth. It began the Dulce Wars. That ties in with what Phil said. Phil, Phil said. Yeah. I'm the, thinking Phil Schneider, Phil Shed. <laughs> that, so the Dulce Wars began in 78, which was one year before Phil got down that hole. Yeah. So they just sent this geologist over to dig this hole so they can flank the aliens? I don't know. I don't know if that was the plan. I mean, maybe the government wasn't involved in this at all. Maybe it was a military thing. And the government wasn't fully aware of where they were going to be. Or maybe the government didn't fully know where all the bases were. Oh, they just started digging. Yeah, they just started digging and they accidentally dug right into this one. And we could probably get into the Dulce Wars, but we should probably end this one. Yeah, we've been going for a while. Now you guys know what Phil Schneider is all about. You know what Dulce is all about. Well, not all about, but you know what we told you. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know what it's all about. Take that how you want it. It's insane. Tell us what you feel. Bring in the weird at gmail.com. Yeah, are you you from the area? Have you seen UFOs? Have you seen a Bigfoot? 
Have you seen anything weird? Dulce, New Mexico. We need some Dulcians? Is that what you call people from Dulce? I don't know. I want to know that too. At the very least, that's what I want to know. Okay. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. Twitter.com slash bring on the weird. Facebook.com slash bring on the weird. Visit our store. Tpublic.com slash user slash bring on the weird. Mm-hmm. Man, we're going to end on that note. Yeah, that's that, man. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.